This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi everyone, this is Paul Simpson, manager at Carlisle United and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. My name is Jamie Devitt. My name is Maddie Robson. My name is Chris Miller. My name is Paul Anderson. My name is Mark Boyd. Hello. My name is Derek Combs. My name is Toby Show Silva. My name is Greg Abbott, and you're listening to the Blue Army Podcast. Enjoy. Hello, I can see Hello. Wills. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, mate. All right, Jamie, mate. All right, how's it going? Good stuff. How are we? we can all hear each other. We can all see each other. I just wanted to verify that at the start. Um, I'll properly introduce you all to each other uh, in just a few seconds, obviously. Um, and uh, I mean, Jamie, I mean, people probably guessed it straight away as soon as you said, you're all right, um, <laughs> but you're coming back. Uh, you know, we've had three episodes with you. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I just want to thank you uh, for coming back. And uh, yeah, it's good. It, you know, you're the first, uh, what what would you call it? A quadruple crowner, I guess. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate your time. No, I've loved it. Loved it. It's been great, mate. It's been great, and I'll uh, I'll properly introduce you to the lads. But first, mate, Urea, for all the bells and whistles this time, uh, you've got all the gimmicks. You're gonna have all the songs and all the jingles. Um, so yeah, strap yourself in. It's time for a ride. Oh, how's it gone? And welcome back to the Blue Army Podcast. This is of course episode one hundred and. 35 and I am absolutely buzzing to be joined by the three men that I love to call the Cumbrian Brain Trust. That's right, I'm talking about Wills, Liam and Max. Welcome back lads. How are you doing, you okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah brilliant, brilliant mate. <laughs> No, I'm still tell, surviving. I can tell you've got a bit more excitement in your voice than normal <laughs> because uh, there's someone else joining us on the podcast today. And uh, let me introduce you all formally uh, to the man who, uh, when he signed for Barrow, had no idea what part of the country it was in and uh, still had a Carlisle United shirt <laughs> on his uh, Facebook. It is... Jamie Devitt's back for part four. Well, if Jamie Devitt's back, he's here for the ride. Thanks for joining <laughs> us, Jamie. Uh, no problem, mate. Max and Wills. Um, yeah, welcome, man. Welcome. <laughs> oh, good. 
Right, uh, so uh, yeah, you're here for the proper show this time, Jamie, mate, and uh, we've got traditions around here on the Blue Army podcast at the start of the show, which means uh, we kick things off with a good laugh and uh, a good time, basically, uh, which can mean it's only time for one thing and one thing only. It's time for the Blue Army podcast. Joke of the week is... I think he's trying to. It's the <laughs> Blue Army Podcast. Come on, Get in. I'm a bit nervous for this. I'm a bit yeah, nervous. For this. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, we talked him out of doing some jokes. <laughs> well, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, you might have to stop this. Uh, what is a reverse exorcism? No, I'm joking. I'm not. Oh, gonna... no. And now everyone's going to go and Google that. And they're gonna... no, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. We can edit this bit out. Basically, <laughs> I thought it'd be good to have a laugh anyway with Jamie. We can edit this bit out. It's fine. I had a joke that I thought would be quite funny, and uh, like I, I was, it was a bit risky, and I wasn't sure if we could be, probably do it on the a podcast. Bit risky. A bit risky. Um, yeah. So we're not going to do it on the podcast. I'll edit around the sort of punchline and stuff, but it might be fun just to get everyone's reactions. To the joke basically, um, but uh, I'm gonna tell it, I'm gonna tell it, and we'll see how it goes. Then I'll do the proper joke. Then I'll do I the mean, proper I mean, I already joke, know so. the punchline now. So you lads do, but you don't know, <laughs> know it, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, uh, Jamie, this one's for you, mate. What is a reverse exorcism? Having a clue. This content has been removed. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> you can see why we told him that it's. Wasn't really a podcast joke. It's a joke I couldn't tell. I don't think you one. can use that one. No, we're not using it. No, we're not using it. We're not using it. It's fine. It's fine. But what we are using, what we are using, is the Blue Army podcast joke of the week. And the joke of the week this week is: What is the scariest plant in the forest? Bamboo. Oh, genie. Oh, <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> that, that was about as good as one of Toby Shaw Silver's jokes, wasn't it? <laughs> it was good delivery, that one. It had to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. It was good. It was good. But, uh, lads, you know, uh, that's a great way to kick off the show. We like having a laugh. Uh, but, you know, we've got a footballer here joining us. So we've got to make Jamie feel comfortable. And uh, what we did the last couple of times is, you know, we, we gave him a warm up, basically. And uh, a oh, lot yeah. of them are sort of like, yeah. Yes, no questions, but I threw in a couple of quick-fire questions into the mix as well to make it a little bit more interesting. But it's a warm-up, lads. And, uh, you know, we'll see some thumbs up and thumbs down from you uh, on the chat, obviously, if you disagree or agree with uh, Jamie's opinions. And, uh, yeah, I might I might come to you and uh, we might get a bit of conflict. So uh, let's see how this goes, <laughs> Jamie. Are you ready, mate? Go on. Here we go. Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve? Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Everyone agreeing? Yeah. Yeah. Depends what you're doing on New Year's yeah, Eve. I've had yeah. some good New Year's New Eve. New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah, New Year's Eve for me. Nah, <laughs> see, we, we always have a game New Year's Day, so we can't do anything New Year's Eve. Probably some most uh, of the time true. you're in a hotel. Yeah, I guess it's a different perspective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's why we got you along, mate. That's why we got you along. Uh, the next one's uh, maybe not as controversial. It's uh, Costas or Nero's. Costa for me. Costa, I think I'm, in yeah. there. I'm in there every day, I think. <laughs> I'd say um, Costa's fair. I like a Costa. Um, I don't think I've ever set foot day. in a Nero's. <laughs> no, I, well, we've only got that one in Carlisle that's like inside. House in House of Fraser. So it's like nothing. I, I yeah. don't like them kind of cafes where you're in the shop. Yeah. yeah. That's, to be fair, that's where we sometimes, if Costa was too busy last year, that's where we'd all go sometimes. Cafe Nero. 
Yeah. Good place to sit when your missus is shopping. Well, that's it. That's it. That's what I like it for. It's a good place to sit when your missus is shopping. Yeah, it's a good one for that, that Nero's. But I would say Costa does the better sort of like slushies and summer drinks and stuff. I reckon that's where it really does beat it. That's where the real money's at in Costa for me. Um, I can probably tell basically on your on your on your Zoom handle, um, Android or iPhone. <laughs> iPhone for me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got a uh, McDonald's or Burger King. Oh, McDonald's. Burger King's probably the worst one for me. Really? Oh, yeah. No, that's controversial. Yeah, yeah very it has con- to be the yeah. jalapeno bites at Burger King or something else. I know, but you can get them at McDonald's as well. Not oh, yeah, like the, the spicy cheese bites. The chili ones, yeah. Well. yeah. <laughs> but even yeah, saying but... that, I think Burger King's probably still nicer. Oh, not for me. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> no. Just just because, purely because you get more, I think. I don't know. I'm not a Burger King person. Ah, services, you need to take a mortgage out for a Burger King. Yeah, it's expensive. True, true. yeah. That's, that's it, that's it, that's it. Um, what world record attempt would you like to attempt? <laughs> Oh, oh, tough one, one. What world record? Um, is the one you think you could you think you could do like like most amount of something like keep you ups? <laughs> most amount of Maltesers or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> to do with chocolate or something like that. Yeah, that'd be a good one to attempt. That'd be fun. Yeah. That'd be a good one to attempt. Um, enjoy it as well. Is 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 a controversial one for you? Uh, did the moon landing happen? Yes or no? I never even, I've never even thought of it. You want to say you never heard of it? It happened then. It happened then. <laughs> nah, never thought of it. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's probably not worth getting into. Uh, what makes you angry? Makes me angry. Yeah. What's what really grinds your gears? Losing. Losing. Is that yeah. anything? Just or is that just football? Monopoly? <laughs> I'd probably say just football, but Mrs. and Kids would probably say everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad loser. And uh, we've got to end yeah, it on yeah. a good one. So it's uh, what makes you happy? Winning. Yeah. <laughs> winning, on fam- winning on family time. That's it. Yeah. It made it made it made the most sense to do that sort of like, you know, reverse thing at the end. Yeah. So uh, yeah, thanks very much. I feel like you're all warmed up, mate. And uh, at this point, you know, we, we may as well have a catch up. Uh the last time you were on the Blue Army podcast, we uh we left things very much in the open air, you know. We wasn't sure what was next for Jamie Debbett. No. And uh, obviously, a lot of a lot of things have happened since then. You, you've signed for the Workington Reds. Uh, you've been involved yeah. in a couple of league fixtures as well. You're getting amongst it. Uh, but before we dive into all that, I want to take you right back to the last time. Basically, that it's got a red, it's got a Workington Red <laughs> scarf on. Look, Liam. That's the one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Workington Red scarf, unbelievable. But yeah, uh, I want to take you right the way back to uh, basically before you signed for Workington, uh, like Jim Bentley, we spoke about him being one of your better managers uh, in the past. You really enjoyed working underneath him. He's at the what the same level, I believe, as as Workington. Uh, no, was, they're they're a league above. They were a league, they're league above. Yeah, yeah. Was, was there was there any sort of like uh, interest there? Was there any conversations with your old pal there, uh, or was it was it Workington all the way? Um, no, I gave him a, I gave him a ring when he got, I got him a text when he got the job, just wishing him, literally just wishing him all the best because of, obviously the relationship we have, and he just, he just sort of asked what my plans were really, and I told him what was happening, and, and that was it really. We didn't go into anything. I told him that I was going to be signing with Danny, 
I'd, my mind was made up already to do with Danny. I'd agreed with Danny and I wasn't ever going to go back with her. So it wasn't really that conversation to be had, really. It was so just was a French, a... friendship conversation, really. Yeah, so that that was a while ago, obviously, even before. Uh, so, like, when was when was the first conversation sort of had with Workington? Um, month ago, really. Yeah, <laughs> it's with Danny in it. So I speak to Danny quite regularly all the time, and he mentioned it so many times. And and then I got to a stage where I sort of agreed, but I didn't want to sign for them until I was until I was basically able to play. I'm not far off playing really because I wouldn't have been fair of. Of signing before I could play, so I done. I think I done about two or three weeks with them training and stuff like that before I actually signed, so I could be could be ready really. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm loving it, loving it. Well, that that was something else I wanted to ask you about your recovery. Obviously, you mentioned uh, the last time you were here that you were you were going along to Cali United a couple of times a week. Uh, how did that develop, and how did you finish your recovery? I think I saw on your Instagram that you're actually going out and uh, going to like independent physiotherapists as well. Yeah, so the the fella I see down, he lives near me, to be fair, but he was at Morecambe when I was there. Garrett is his name. He was a lot of clubs use him, to be fair, because he he's got all the machines that you can do. You test your strength and stuff on. So it's like when you're coming to the end of your rehab, a lot of clubs send the players to Garrett just to just to make sure that the way they should be really with the strength and and he's been a massive massive help as well. So That's I can only thank Dalton. him. That's what Neil Dalton's doing now, isn't it? I don't know if you go to him. Neil, I think he's only starting to get all their machines in, though. I don't uh, think he has all them. Uh, no. He is doing all this that sort of stuff, but he hasn't mm. got the, the actual testing machines just yet, I don't think. Ah, uh, gotcha. Um, but yeah, that's that's what Gaz does. I've I've known Gaz for geez, it must be 10 years now. I've known Gaz, so there's a lot of players that go and see him. So He's very, very good at what he does. So it was just sort of picking a box, really, to show I had all my strength back and, and just little stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got your full, you got your full fitness sorted out and uh, you've signed for a team. Uh, you, you can vouch for me. I did I did hint at signing for Carlisle City a few times. Like, you can at least... <laughs> yeah. In case, yeah. in case yeah, there's people out there listening that were like, no, you're not. And I was like, no, I've mentioned it to him. He blanks it, but I've mentioned it to him. <laughs> it was because I'd already signed... I'd, I'd, I'd already agreed everything with Walkington and Danny being one of my closest friends, I, I, there was no chance I was going to go back on... <laughs> what, what I'd agreed really So now basically you, you sign with Workington you're a fully fit man uh, you're getting involved week in week out uh, with, with the first team and uh, training and playing um, I mean how's it going and what are the sort of expectations basically uh, for the next season ahead at Workington Reds Um, Just we take every game as it comes it's really tough as the part time because a lot of lads have a full time job as well which I'm, it's different for me as it is different to Danny with we all we know is football and we've done football full time for the last 15, 16 years. So it was sort of tough adjusting to that where it's I'm training on a Tuesday and Thursday night instead of Monday to Friday, really. <laughs> um so you get getting to train and some lads are coming straight from straight from the job. So it is different in that respect and it is a little bit different, but I'm I'm loving it. And as you say, ambitions see where it goes. They literally only got promoted this year, so we're just literally taking it game by game, and things change so quickly in the league. Everyone beats everyone, so if we can get a bit of consistency going, it'll be it'll be really good. Because Danny found it tough at the we we found it tough lately because 
we lost Goose. Obviously, he's been at the club for a long, long time, and, and he's had to retire through injury, and that's a massive, massive hole left, really. And and we've struggled to fill that that gap at lately, like so. We've signed a defender last week, and and he made a massive difference on Saturday. So hopefully, we can keep a settled settled back line now, which we haven't had in a long time. I think we were only talking. There's been ten or twelve different centre back pairings already. We've only played about 15, 16 games, so yeah. it, it's really tough when you when you think of it like that. So if we can just keep a bit of consistency now, I think we'll just see how it goes. We we have our own expectations as as you do, but we just go game by game at the minute. Yeah, it's it's a challenging level of football, but it sounds like you're very much excited by it, and uh, you're looking forward to more of it. Now, obviously, Jamie, I had the opportunity to speak to you for three episodes and ask you all the questions I could really think of. Uh, but the three <laughs> lads that are also joining us on the call are huge Carlisle United fans and also fans of yourself and your trade. So. Uh, they've got some questions, basically. Uh, everyone's sort of like got a few questions that they want to ask you. Uh, so I'll just open, no problem. I'll open the floor out to uh, uh, whoever wants to go first, I guess. No problem. I'll I'll jump in. Um, first of all, thanks, Jamie, for coming on. Really appreciate uh, it. Mate, anytime, honestly, I love coming on. <laughs> nice one. Um, so you mentioned Danny there. What so what's it actually like playing playing under uh, a former team and and, and a friend? Like, what's, um, it, what's that relationship like? Because it must be quite different to like obviously normal manager. Yeah, it, it, it is really different just for the fact that he's a mate and he was my roomie for three years at Carlo. So <laughs> I thought first went in for the first couple of weeks and like we'd be training and I'd be like giving him a bit of banter and calling them fathead and stuff like that. <laughs> and I'd be like, <laughs> the lads would be looking at me going, that that's the manager that. And then I've had to sort of calm it down a little bit and sort of thing but it's hard because we're just really close friends really but I think I said it, I said it in an interview a couple of weeks ago Danny's going to be a really really good manager Um, I think he's going to work at levels above his little details that he gives us is brilliant the work he puts into it for a part-time club and I was honestly it's I think he works seven days a week for a part-time job job with the information that he gives us. Um, but it's just about helping them, really. Sometimes I've, I've gone and watched some players from down this way that we've we've tried to get in on loan or whatever. So we just have a really good relationship, to be honest. So I wish, yeah, I wish you all, all the best for the for the season. No, cheers, mate. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I'll link it on from that about when you say um, Danny Granger could work at a higher level. Um, what about sort of the the players there? Because I know there's a lot of sort of exciting young players that are working at the minute. Do you think there's any of them that could possibly go on and play at like? Oh. Say that again. Sorry, mate. I broke up right yeah. at the end. Um, is is there any of these sort of uh, younger players at work in that could go and play at a higher level like a Carlo? Well, mate, honestly, I've been so surprised with the standards at the level. Really, I don't think you. I spoke to Nicky Adams and Luke Joyce about when I first signed because obviously they're in the same league and they were like, you'll be very surprised. What it is, is there's a lot of lads that have a really good job and they can't take the chance of going into first-team football because it, it might not work and they lose out on their job and stuff like that. So there is sort of players that get lost, really, just because of the club's opinions, basically. Football, as we always say, is just a game of opinions and 
one person can love you, the next person can hate you, basically. But talking about the young lads, I think there's, there's two or three really, really good young lads that we've already mentioned a few of them to sort of to keep an eye on, basically, to the to the staff and stuff like that. So I won't give names or anything out like that because it wouldn't <laughs> be fair, but there is some exciting players, yeah, definitely. I don't want people coming in and stealing them. Definitely not. No. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, I was going to ask you about players you've played with, but you mentioned that Nicky Adams and Luke Joyce are in the same uh, division as Workington. Have you come up against either of them yet? No, they played a couple of weeks just before I signed at Workington. Yeah. Um, and then I see Luke a lot, really, because my little lad trains with his academy and stuff like that, so mm. we see each other really regularly. Nicky, not as much just for the fact that he's he's doing some coaching at Oldham, so it's difficult yeah. really to to meet up. But I still speak. We speak on the phone all the time. That group of lads we had back when Kiko was manager, we still we still all keep in touch. And I played against Jason Kennedy a couple of weeks ago, which was oh, no. was good to catch up with as well. It was like two stiff men in midfield. What it's player? What player? Who was back in the day? The much like banter brilliant. and needle when you come against those players. We just had a bit of a laugh, really. We were both saying how stiff we were, really. Um, seeing who was the stiffest, basically. <laughs> it, was, it was good, to be fair. We we had a bit of a laugh as well. So I noticed on your on your Instagram account, it said um, that you were taking on a like, like player-coach role at working in. Is, yeah, is yeah. coaching like what you see yourself doing in the future? Um, Yeah, a little bit. I've gone into sort of... I've started with an agency now, so I'm going to in the process of becoming an agent, um, going on the dark side of football, basically. Um, that's <laughs> what they call the it. Belly. That's what they call it. But I'm just trying to keep, keep him with as much as I can really in football. Cause I just, I love being involved in it. And, and coaching is a side of it that I really enjoy. So I am in the process doing the badges as well. So I'm just keeping open options basically at the minute and, and seeing what happens. Yeah, it would be interesting to go and work as an agent. What would you tell a young player at a club like Carlisle if they were getting in sort of interest from a division higher and stuff? Do you tell them it depends on money? Try and get a try and see if you can go even higher than that. I think you do what what the player wants. Basically, all you can yeah. give is your opinion, your opinion on what what will be best for their career. And yeah. there's a lot of agents out there that just want them to move on and basically just get. So you get a payday out of it, really, and it's wrong for the player. Um, yeah, it's not. I've only been in it about a month now, and and some of the things I've seen already, it's 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 not nice. Like, and I want to be one of them. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of people that say you want to be one of the good ones that yeah. you can sort of become a friend to your to your client basically, and and give them really good advice and and try decent, help them. Did you have a decent agent yourself, um, or maybe still do? Yeah, growing growing up, I had someone that that took me from from Dublin basically, and and it's his it's him that I'm walking under at the minute. So we've kept okay. in touch for for the last fifteen years basically. So it's someone I trust, and and he obviously knows or thinks that I have a good upbringing in football, and and I can spot some talent as well. So mm. we're just going to see how it goes for the next for the next year basically, and and hopefully I can build build it up. Oh. 
That sounds like you're giving a go to a bit of everything. Yeah, you've done a bit of a bit of scouting, bit of coaching, obviously a bit of agency work, and you're still playing. So you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there's, not lot, there's, there's not a lot more you can. Carl, I'll need a kit, man. Has anyone got any more questions? Sorry, I'll think uh, of some along the way. I'm sure. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to ask before I got distracted by the thought of Luke Joyce. Um, <laughs> like you know, when you you know when you were playing, you know, the height of your career, you went several seasons being one of the top assisters in the divisions you were playing at. Um, who was the best, or you know, who was your favourite goal scorer to play alongside? Oh, probably Sean Miller. Oh, yeah. When we were at Morecambe together, I think Sean oh, scored. Of course, it was Morecambe as well, yeah. Yeah, we thought of, we're at Morecambe together, and then Pete signed the two of us at Carlisle because of sort of what we'd done at Morecambe mm. that year. I think Sean scored 16, 17 goals that year, and I think I set up 14, 15 of them. <laughs> we just had sort of, it's hard to, it's hard, you get a sort of in your career where you just link up with someone basically and and sort of just feed off them. Um, yeah. and that's sort of seeing what it was like with me and Sean and we just had we had an unbelievable season together really I think I scored nearly 10 goals that season he scored 16, 17 and I think I had about 20 assists that season and most of them were for Sean Yeah, it was a big statement signing that wasn't it a double signing for Carlisle uh, so like two of the uh, two of the players who'd linked up to score so many goals the previous season Yeah, I think I think we never really Got going together again, me and Sean. Basically, I blame Charlie Wyke on it, really, for doing so well. <laughs> <laughs> because of how good Charlie was, yeah. we could never sort of get a run together. And Nicky was setting up Charlie every week. So they sort of had that bond that me and Sean had the year before. And sometimes that just happens in football. So these yeah. things happen. <laughs> uh, thanks very much, lads. Uh, Jimmy, you can sit back and relax for a little bit into into a more of a pundit role, uh, basically, as we're going to allow uh, some of the lads <laughs> to take over with a couple of their own segments. Uh, so uh, no we're going to kick things off with uh, the part of the show where we get to uh, find out what's been happening here and what's been happening there in the league. One roundup with Liam and Wills. Come on, boys. What have you got for us this week? Um, my guess so there's been a couple of managerial appointments um in the last week. Um Scubala, um uh, what's he what's his first name? Sorry, I for, I forget. Michael Scubala, um Leeds coach, he was caretaker at one point at Leeds, I think, even. Um is Taken over at Lincoln City and at blah, 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 Oxford, have appointed Des Buckingham as their head coach. I don't know much about this Des Buckingham guy, but he was a coach under Chris Wilder previously. Um, and then he's just been in the Indian Premier League at Mumbai City, where he was the manager there. So Interesting in terms of appointing a manager who's kind of just come out of India, um, has some experience as a coach in, in England, but so I'll have to see how that goes. Um, can't tell you much more about him. He's been to Australia and New Zealand as well. So he's a, he's, he's a well-travelled, well-travelled coach. 
was, uh, was, was, Keith, was Keith Curl uh, in, in India just before he took over at Carlisle? No, no, I don't no. think so. Who am I thinking of? Maybe it was someone else. I'll edit that guy... One of our coaches did go over and coach in India. Yeah, was it like Eric Kinder or something like that. Yeah, Eric yeah. did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he went over to India. Something yeah. like that. And there's yeah. a guy whose name I haven't heard about for a bit. It was um the it was the head coach of Rwanda, um a guy called Stephen Constantine, and he used he, he used to apply for every job in like <laughs> sort of like League One, League Two. He'd been you know he'd done That's well. Yeah, he'd done he he'd done well abroad, so he kind of like really wanted that to translate to something in this country, but he never got a chance. Um, but yeah, this Dean Buckingham. Has a chance now to you know to see if he can make success abroad in you know some of these say lesser leagues, but they're kind of like lots of money, not much kind of like experience. A different league, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, it's not like saying he's come from somewhere like in Europe or South America where there's Mm. kind of a lot of history of the football there. It's like the, the Indian Premier League's fairly new. And you know it's it's a cricket country, isn't it? And then, yeah. uh, you know, then Michael Scabala, who you know is a is is a name that's been about, but this will be his first permanent job. Um, I think I think he was, um, I think I think he was caretaker at Leeds at one point, and he's been um, a coach at Leeds for a long time. Um, so, yes, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how those two appointments pan out. Yeah, managerial yeah. news from Will. Uh, Liam, what have I you know. got for us? Um, can I just say as well, pointing out, there was yeah. no scuff, like, scuffle at the start of the segment like there usually is. And, uh, you know, it, <laughs> no, we're not our best behaviour for Jamie. We are, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt like, yeah, like this, is, this is way too like regimented this time. It's too organised. Yeah. Normally there's a to me to you at the start of this segment. It's like they've practised it together yeah. before. The, the first no, time in like, what, a year that. of doing this segment, we've actually yeah. made it close. And I've just ruined it by mentioning it. But um... just out of interest, <laughs> yeah. just, to go, just to go back to that conversation, just to go back to the conversation, Jamie, if you, if you had the sort of opportunity and it was, like you know, the Saudi Arabian League, the Indian League, uh, as as like a coach or, or or a player or something in the future, is that something that you'd you'd be able to get your head around, or is it like you know, is it too difficult for like a family move, or you know, have you heard it any rumours about all money? It all depend on the circumstances. Yeah. Like money, I mean, probably a massive one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robbie Fowler's, you know, he went to the Saudi League, was there for about six weeks. He'd be laughing. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> top of the league got yeah. manager in months and then got sacked the two days later. So I don't know something must have went yeah, on. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something major. falling out with someone there, hasn't yeah. He? yeah, yeah. Would that yeah. not be enough to put you off them kind of stories? Or anything? He tried to fall out with someone, thinking like, if I yeah. can get sacked and get sent back, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know to be honest with you. It's, it all depends on how long for stuff like that with family and stuff like that. It's I honestly couldn't tell you till till you put in that situation. I don't think anyone with all the as you say, money will be a big one because it can it can sort your family out for life basically. If you yeah. if you're one of them big ones, you you can say no to things like that. Um but it'd have to be it'd have to be worth it, obviously, and and the right place and stuff like that. Sorry, Liam. Go ahead, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Um. Yeah. To be honest, there hasn't been much happening in League One because pretty much every match has been called off because of 
international fixtures and stuff like that and call-ups. But um, one big thing that did happen is um, a signing, a free agent signing for Wickham. And it's uh, Lyle Taylor. And, you know, when, when I looked at this player when he came in at Wickham, he, what, he's only, what, 33, which... You know, he's getting on a bit now, but he's the kind of player that I would have liked <laughs> Carlisle to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is quality. He is a quality player, to be fair. Like I, I watched him for Birmingham, and he was like one of the best players when he was there, uh, not that long ago. So, yeah, like, exactly. Like he's, he's a decent striker, still playing at a good level. And I remember looking at that and thinking, what a sign it is for Wickham. But at the same time, what a sign it would have been for Carlisle if we did. looking at free agents, you know, why isn't he one that we were looking at? Well, he might have been. Oh, we know he was. He might have Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, true. We know who... We know who... Very quickly with the injury that they had. Yeah, yeah that's another thing as well. Like, we've, had in, we've had problems up front a lot longer than Wickham had. Like, he was signed because of an injury. So if he's just sitting at home, I'd imagine if he's gone to Wickham that quickly, then he'd... You know, you never know, especially with like location playing a big factor as well. I think I think he's a London boy. I think he's a yeah. London boy and sort of wanted to stay down there. He's obviously he's been earning a fortune at the clubs that he's previously been at. So I think he's he's obviously he's been training down that way. But can't remember who the club was at, but I know he was down there training somewhere. I think he was basically just waiting for a club around that area. To be honest with you, yeah, it makes sense. Um... It's, it's again that location thing, isn't it? Of it Carlisle. is. It's, that's a, it's horrible, really. Because I don't think until you move to Carlisle, like you come and visit, you don't. It's hard to judge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always remember about that um, Dutch interviewer and Jared Bronthwaite. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did he call it? The bloody end of the world. He said. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, it's the end of the world. How did you end up there? He's like, I'm from there. <laughs> 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 oh, you've got to love it. Um, is is that everything for the League One roundup? Um, yeah, pretty yeah, much. I mean, there's much. been two games: Blackpool thrashed Shrewsbury, which is probably a, a result that we'd want as Carlisle fans. Shrewsbury, one of those teams in and around yeah. us. So, uh, Stevenage beat Lincoln. Lincoln have been on a bit of uh, poor form, and obviously got a new manager now. So, I wouldn't say they're one of those teams that we want to lose, but. Rather than than you know, rather than than Stevenage, so um, you know the results as you know as much as it is have probably gone good for Carlisle. Yeah, I've just yeah. realised Blackpool Shrewsbury is a bit of a Jamie Devitt derby, isn't it? You know, that's, that's... <laughs> 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 did you Blackpool, get on the pitch I've for Blackpool? Game. Yeah, <laughs> 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 no, don't don't go there. No, no, we're not doing that. It's not part two. No, part I can't remember. Anyway, you can go back. Yeah, and I was going to say, could have been any part of that. <laughs> you can go back and listen to that nightmare. It's about like I don't know, about twelve episodes ago. If you want to go and listen to that, uh, but lads, thanks very much uh, for handling your segment uh, because it's always good to find out what's been happening here, what's been happening there in the league one roundup. With Liam and Wills. Well done, lads. Thanks very much for handling that. Now we're going to hand over to the very capable Max and his segment. But first, as I always do, I have to apologise because it's the one time I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's million pound idea. Go ahead, Max. 
Thanks very much. Um, and also apology accepted. Um, so <laughs> we had a pretty um, decent response from the post up out um, earlier today. So well, I had a pretty, bit of an unhelpful one, Kieran, just commented saying waterworks change. So make of that what you will. Use your imagination. <laughs> I don't know what you meant by waterworks. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then so we've got ghostly Josh three. So he said, rebuild the waterworks and make it the away end. Um, also, get rid of the section of the Pioneer that's hanging off the pitch and build more seats on the section near the Warwick that doesn't. Yeah, because so, like, just cut that bit of the east stand Yeah, because it's like quite underlined, it. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you... I mean, to be honest, I've never lost sleep over it, to be fair. So... I don't know if it'd yeah, be worth I mean, the hassle. It tends to be something that away fans always point out because they're the ones that have to sit in it. Yeah, they're the ones yeah. that get the crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It That's does probably look really weird what... when you look at it from like a bird's yeah. eye view. I'm kind of used like to it. One yeah. stands just like <laughs> off centre. I think when they when they photograph it, they kind of like try and get that angle, don't they? <laughs> have you ever seen like yeah. the full drawing of what Michael Knighton was going to have it like? Like the you know that the East Stand was the first part of. Look, yeah, looks, it looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a bad idea, though. I don't think it's a bad idea. No, like, no, uh, it, probably, it will look better. And like you said, if you if you combine those two ideas and you move the away fans into the waterworks end, and then you sort of like just improve the east stand at that end by I don't know, maybe putting in some better food facilities or a fan zone or something. Because that fan zone they've got around the other side's been doing great trade. So there's no reason why a fan zone around the east stand wouldn't do a great trade in the summer as well if people can stand outside and drink. Um, so yeah, I think that's a nice. I think that's a nice idea. I'd be, um, a, I'd, I'd be a bit sort of hesitant putting the away fans behind that goal though, because I think it's better us shooting, um, like both halves towards our own fans. But yeah, maybe that's uh, and the you problem know, with that is there's never any fans in it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's another thing I would change. I'd, I'd open it more. Um, but yeah, um, another comment I got was Paul YB twenty three. Um. He said, so obviously, I don't know if any of you is going to Warwick, but they've started like opening it opening it up at half time. You can go into the new fan zone. And um, he's just basically commenting on the fact that you have to get your tickets scanned on your way in, on your way out and your way back in, which just makes, it, it just basically creates a massive queue. So right. by the time you actually leave the, the stand, it's like nearly kick off again. Sort of no, it sounds yeah. it sounds like a but, hassle. Just more staff, though, innit? Like that would be easy enough. Just put yeah. like more yeah. more people on the door Maybe or just, something. You should just kind of combine the Warwick with the paddock from a ticketing point of view, maybe, and just kind of have it so that you know you buy a standing ticket and you can kind of move around. Yeah, you know, because I mean they have no problem when it's raining, just opening it up and saying so. You know, you'd think they could just kind of say. You know, you've got a standing ticket and you've got access to like the facilities that are in the paddock. Mm. It's quite a new thing, though. So obviously, there's going to be teething problems with it. So, but I'm glad it happened anyway because it does improve the the otherwise abysmal um, facilities in the in the Warwick. But um, yes, you Skelly, you'd commented um, we can't keep talking about the toilets in the Warwick. Yeah, and then <laughs> Steve, Steve, Stephen Routledge Nine is kind of changed it a bit and put toilet in paddock so there you go well, what's wrong with the toilet in the paddock point. there's nothing wrong with the toilet in the paddock Steve, Stephen Routledge hates them apparently 
So well, I'd love to speak to him. <laughs> if you haven't seen the ones in the Warwick, they would look bad. Like they're only good in comparison to yeah. other toilets. There, like they're not great. <laughs> going to say he's obviously never been to, in the like, Warwick from from a, from a, like, an ex Carlisle United player's point of view. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Have you, have you ever to like, you know, when you're doing the kit pick or something in the summer, have you ever had to like run off uh, to the nearest toilet that was open and you had to like witness the facilities in the Warwick? Or are you guys very <laughs> sheltered from, from this experience? I can't say we've ever seen them, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to let you go and have a look. Just for <laughs> Have you not heard? Have you not heard anything about how bad they are? Yeah, we've heard a lot of, obviously, from fans. <laughs> you hear a lot from the fans on Twitter and stuff about them, but we've never, I've never seen them, to be honest. No. Just no. a pipe on, in the floor. It is well documented. You can't just Google it. There'll be pictures that come up, like especially the yeah. cage. Like, I people... think I'll leave that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it's definitely open for improvement. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, that, that's, that's it from Sorry, that's it from uh, my section this week. Um, so thanks to everyone who who commented. Yeah, um, but basically, uh, I mean, why don't we? We're going to hand over and uh, I'm going to ask Jamie the same question. Uh, basically, uh, as 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 an ex Carl United player, if somebody gave you a million pounds to improve the facilities at Carlisle United, uh, what would what would you put that million pound towards straight away? What would be the first thing you'd want to do? Because obviously, you've got a different point of view. It might be the the players' lounge, be training, the... be training, training. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it'd be somewhere where we can actually have a base for training. I think even. I think the most of the time, to be fair. Yeah. I think that's his biggest one. Um, yeah. It's just somewhere where you can sort of... I've always said sort of... Don't get me wrong, we're a bit... It's probably a shitty one, really, but... You like going to Brunton Park on a Saturday should be going to your home stadium. You shouldn't be having to go there Monday to Friday and train. Okay. That should be... For me, that should be where... That's the end. It's, I'm trying yeah. to put. Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's yeah, like, you try. Like, that's what you yeah. aim at. That's the goal at the end of the week is to be in the stadium and play in the stadium. It kind of yeah, ruins the, the bigger of it and the. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's like that's your football day. Basically, that's what, what you've worked yeah. all week for. Um, and we we had that in Morecambe as well a lot, where you were going to the ground to get changed, and then the training ground, you'd leave from the ground and. It's just trying to mix it up where you go. Your ground is where at three o'clock on a Saturday is where it all happens for you, basically, and it gets you that excited and and stuff like that. So for me, it'd be the training ground, a million percent. It's like as a player when you're you know weighing up offers that you maybe got from uh, various clubs. How big a factor is the sort of training facilities that those clubs have? 
I think it's massive now. And I think even the, the gaffer at Carlo will say the same. It's it's massive. If you can show someone around your, your training ground, basically, that has a canteen that you can have some food together and your gym, yeah. all stuff like that. And then and then you get in a car and take them 10 minutes down the road to your match day experience yeah. in the stadium and not say, sort of, we come here every day, we train we train here basically every day. Yeah. I think it makes a massive difference because clubs in that clubs in that league now is Jesus massive now. Some of them, some yeah. of the facilities are crazy, and I don't think Carlo need all that craziness. They just want a base basically where they can call theirs, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I guess like fans maybe forget that for the players, the training ground that's your day job. That's where you are most of the time, and. It's just that it's hard to say because it's obviously not a massive yeah. thing, but yeah. it can make a massive difference. I think that on a Saturday you're walking into your dressing room, it's your yeah. dressing room, yeah. and yeah, it's yeah. not like oh, I was only here yesterday. It's like that, yeah, big thing for your for your actual match. Um, but I think a training ground's massive because it's where you get all your work done, isn't it? Yeah, massive. Well, I mean, it's Hopefully. going to be a massive thing when the, when the takeover kind of comes through. I think um, if, if you'd ask yeah. him on now, one thing that he'd want, I think that would be the biggest. Yeah, I think the, the biggest P- thing. I think the Piataks have mentioned it themselves, haven't they? So, yeah, it's so yeah, like probably going to be first thing on their shopping list anyway. So. I reckon so, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting times. It's exciting times. Right. Thank it you very definitely. much, Max. And thank you very much, Jamie. Because, uh, I mean, I do need to apologise, first of all, because it's the one time of the show I just couldn't think of a rhyme. It's Max's Million Pound Idea featuring Jamie Devitt this week, eh? <laughs> <laughs> decent, decent. Right. I'm going to move on to some of the Carlisle United uh, related news that has been coming out in like the sort of News and Star and the Carlisle United media sources this week. And I'm going to kick things off with the fact that Carlisle United's record breaking home and away shirts for this season will be available once more via the Blues store. And you've been all also, finally, encouraged to be able to pre-order shirts, which seems like a fantastic idea around six months ago. But it's great that they've managed to, 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 to bring it in now. And obviously, <laughs> that means before the end of the season, I believe they'll be able to sustain and fulfil every single Carlisle United fan want for one of those shirts. Um, it's crazy numbers uh, and it's fantastic. Um, it's going to be crazy to see what they try and do next year uh, if they're going to try and make something crazier than the fruit salad shirt now jimmy we've spoken about the fruit salad shirt have you came around to it yet no no, <laughs> no. i just can't get fruit salad out of my head to be honest <laughs> well i mean it'll be it'll be crazy to see what they can potentially top it with next year uh but we'll we'll move away from that one and uh you know, we're going to talk about the fact that manager Paul Simpson has came out and spoken and distanced himself away uh, from the free agent transfer possibility of former Carlisle United youth team player and twice player for Carlisle United. No, I'm not talking about Jamie Devitt, even though you did also play for Carlisle United <laughs> twice. I'm talking about Gary Medine. Uh, but we're all the same age, uh, me, Jamie and Gary. Uh, we're, all, we're all the same age. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, the distance himself from Gary Medine, basically, I think some fans at Carlisle United were getting very excited uh, by the fact that uh, Gary was going to be uh, potentially coming in and Paul Simpson just wanted to sort of like calm everyone down and just make it realistic. And the fact that Gary Medine's injured currently, he won't be fit until the end of January and he won't be fully, fully fit or at least raring to go for a relegation battle in Paul Simpson's opinion until March. Uh, so he needs players to recruit in that are going to make an instant impact. Jamie, you must have had a couple of run-ins uh, with Gary Medine. Uh, how, how, how does he make an impression? Uh, I love Gaz. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was written my Blackpool and he was brilliant. Yeah. He was honestly, he was brilliant. He, he looked after us. He was, uh, obviously you hear what's happened in the past with him and he's, he's obviously done some, some not great things like, but the only dealings I've ever had with him was, was positive and he was a really nice person to me. So, I can only say nice things about him and, and he's a, a top, top player as well. Well, that's it. I mean, even with those things said and the fact that he won't be coming uh, in until March, in, in, in your opinion, uh, do you think that it, it would still be worth bringing somebody of his quality into the club um, at that time? Well, I, I think it'd be one of them where he comes in and, well, it's obviously down to the gaffer and down to, to Gary himself if he came into even just the train and, and see where he's at, basically, and Listen, Gary can definitely do a job in League One. I think everyone everyone knows that. His, his strengths are, are amazing. So I think anyone would benefit from someone like Gary Medine, a fit Gary Medine, yeah. Yeah, I think like having a having an experienced target man would do you really good in a relegation battle. Uh, but obviously, we all now know officially we're going to have to be waiting a long time. Even if he does sign with Carlisle United to be fully match fit, somebody else in that same bracket is Matty Longstaff, uh, another player that Carlisle United fans have been getting quite excited about the prospect of signing. Unfortunately, that's been ruled out in the near future due to a similar injury that's going to keep him out until January. Uh, but Paul Simpson has came out and said that he is a fan of the player and uh, the prospects of him signing isn't completely out of the window at this time. And finally, when it comes to transfer related news, uh, unfortunately, Jokul Anderson has suffered a dislocated shoulder and it might see the termination of his loan move here at Carlisle United. And that means that Carlisle United will have to dive once more into the transfer market to find cover. And uh, Paul Simpson has basically just came out and said, that's his plan and that's what he'll be doing. Um, someone like Gabriel Breeze uh, to be given the opportunity to step in at a number two like this, even though it is sporadic, I think he's going to get some fantastic experience from it and he's going to learn and grow from the experiences that he's going to be able to have now. And hopefully we'll see him maybe be able to make that step up uh, in, in, in the near future as well. So that's the transfer news as far as Carlisle United is concerned. But... Back of house, in the staffing area, there's been a bit of a reshuffle recently. First of all, we'll kick things off with Colin the Kipman, who announced his retirement recently. Uh, and so he'll be retiring towards the end of the season and a successor uh, is in the offing. And also... Andy Hall, the head of media, has decided to step down with immediate effects and the search for his replacement has already started. Now, guys, I know what you're thinking. Yes, I've applied for both <laughs> the jobs. All right, I've applied for both. Of course I have. Of course I have. Why wouldn't I? Uh, so, yeah, I've applied for both the jobs. I'll keep you all up to date with how that is going. But first of all, uh, Jamie, how important is it to get that backroom staff balance right? million percent 
I think they're going to be massive, massive losses to the club. They're like part of the club. They've been there so many years. Just, just them friendly faces you see around the club. And and it'll be a massive, massive loss. Yeah, it's sad to see, really. Now, the, fir- the first time that uh, you asked Colin to put a hole in your, in your, in your long sleeve uh, shirt, uh, I mean, like, what was his sort of reaction to that? Uh, was he used to it or was that the kind of first time he was doing it? I don't think I had a hole in mine. Did I oh, were you for? just like undershirts? <laughs> I think that's your under ones, yeah. Not uh, that was just your undershirt, right? Okay. Because I thought stopped, you were like. They, a bit they more stopped doing long sleeve. They stopped doing long sleeve. Ah. So man. I think my last long sleeve was when I was at Morecambe. They don't do them anymore. Yeah, no. a lot of clubs don't seem to. It's just because you know you just got the undershirt, haven't you? You get your under armour now, yeah. So. A lot of times you sort of. Get one but, each, basically, and you can stick your hole. If some people stick the thumbs to, I think, for the hole. Yeah. Um, What's the hole for? Uh, I think it? just to so stare oh, at thumb hole. Yeah. yeah uh, basically, it's almost, yeah. It's almost like a wrist restraint, almost. It almost like I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, holes really. in your socks, Jamie. Are you one of these? <laughs> you um, holes in your socks. Not in the back of them, no, no. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know what that's for. I, I can't remember myself. I saw the, yeah, I saw the thing saying this is what it was for, and I can't remember. There's a reason. I think it's for cramps or something in the calf. Uh... But I don't have big enough calf, so... <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that attempt to get a story about Colin the Kitman went down like a bit of a, a, a wet balloon, a, a lead balloon, unfortunately. Uh, but do you, do, you have, do you have any sort of like fond memories... Of, of of Colin and maybe sort of Loads. like a, yeah have you, got, have you got a decent story for us? No, there's not really. It's hard to as you know it's nothing that can go public. Yeah, <laughs> ma- mainly yeah, but no, it's Cole's honestly he's it's the first face you see when you come through as a new sign and it's Cole because he's the kit man that gives you a kit basically. Um, I haven't got one bad word to say about him honestly. He's that. He'll be a club legend, won't he, for what for what he's done at Carlisle. And I'm, I'm sure he'll always be welcome back at Carlisle for any time he wants to pop in for a coffee or a game, anything, basically. He's probably going to be still there for every game, so. I'd imagine. I think so. I think um, he'll still be around doing bits. He's brilliant, Cole. He, honestly, he he's brilliant. Yeah. You'll know yourself, obviously, but he's so <laughs> funny, his little... His little dance moves after a win in the dressing room. <laughs> like yeah. um, I mean, they... Oh, sorry. I mean, the club have like changed their advert now, haven't they? I think it was just today that they're now just looking for a kit assistant. So yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I haven't been up to the club in a in a, a couple of months now. So yeah, I presume I'm, somebody I'm... they've already got doing some other job. But um, yeah. Yeah, I honestly yeah. couldn't. Yeah. I, I, couldn't I, mean, so I, I mean, I got an email because, like I said, I applied for the kit manager job. So I, I got, I got an email. <laughs> I didn't get the kit manager's job, but I could, I could apply, and they sent me like the application for the assistant kit manager's job, basically. Which you've applied for. So, which I've also applied for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your options open. You know, like, no. you know, for Jamie, it's being a footballer and a scout and uh, and uh, you know a coach. Bit of everything. For me, it's being a kit man and a chef. And <laughs> <laughs> you can do two at once, there, can't you? That's it. I could do a bit of yeah. everything. It'd be grand. Bit of media, bit of chefing, bit of kit man. Yeah. It'd be fine. Well, I'm I mean, sure I'd I, fill I, out my day. started out as a kit man. Well, that's yeah. it, yeah. Andy Hall, yeah, yeah. he did, he did. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, Speaking but, uh, about the kit, sorry, have you ever swapped shirts with like anyone, like 
any big, like big player before? Are you allowed to swap shirts? Um, I have a few shirts upstairs, but not many I'd swap with, just more I'd ask for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, probably the biggest one would be Robbie Keane that I've got upstairs. Oh, nice. Um, that, just with being Liverpool? Irish and stuff like that. Yeah. Because I was just trying to remember, like, when we played Liverpool away in the Cup, I can't remember if you were playing in that. So I, I came thinking... the year after. I missed oh, all that. Right, like... <laughs> I missed that. We one, had yeah. like a we played Derby. upstairs. All oh, right, yeah. We yeah, played Derby. We played Derby, yeah. Right. <laughs> that was, that was oh, the one, was it? 16 oh, that 15 on penalties. The penalty shootout one, yeah. 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 Did you take two penalties in that one then? Yeah, because I went first, yeah. <laughs> 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 we took two oh. that night, yeah. Well, that must have felt like it took ages. Uh, oh, mate, just, honestly, it was so long. So it must have been, the penalties must have went on for about 25, 30 minutes after that. It was crazy. Oh, exhausting. Um, and uh, sorry, second to lastly in Carlisle United related news. Uh, this week is going to go down in history as the week that Castle Sports England will be taking over the club. Now, lads, don't already... say that. Jesus, no, oh, you're just yeah. drinking it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Paul Simpson shouldn't be saying stuff at the Christmas light switch on if he's not going. Yeah. You know, he can't. He can't I guess it's not done until it's done. I suppose. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, the news and star are kind of saying it as well. You know. If they're uh, banking it, I'm banking uh, it. You know me. I don't go out on a limb. You know, I don't. You know me. I'm not going out on a limb. Uh, so basically, th- th- there's huge news here. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, a, a, it's already been touted to be a, a huge weekend for Carlisle United fans. So I imagine the game against Charlton is going to have a massive attendance for anybody that doesn't want to miss such a momentous occasion. And lastly, in Carlisle-related news, is a man that myself and Jamie spoke about last time he was here on the Blue Army podcast. I'm talking about Jordan. Gibson, who has won the PFA Player of the Month award today for the month of October for his fantastic performances and outstanding goal tally. Jamie, you said when he gets that first goal, yeah, he's going to be up you. and running. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I told you. Honestly, mate, he's won the. He has everything. He has everything, and sometimes you look at him and he's like. You think he's strolling around and stuff like that. He's, his quality is unbelievable. Honestly, some of the goals he scores in training are scary. His feet is everything. And I'm so glad that everything this year seems to be the year that everything's working out. He's had a baby. He's just settled. I think sometimes it happens. I've said it to you before. You just sort of comes a time where you just grow up, basically, and, and everything starts clicking into place. And you can start enjoying your football and not everything else in the background, basically. And I'm, I'm just glad it proved me right, really. Yeah. I told you I can spot some talent. Yeah, you did that one well. Yeah, you did that one well, mate. You did that one well. Uh, and obviously, congratulations to Jordan Gibson for that award. Uh, hopefully, many more to come in the very near future. Right, next up, gentlemen, is your chance to win the award in our game with the longest name. That's right, gentlemen. I'm talking about the Blue Army podcast, Palar United. Higher or lower game that also includes one equal now, which is related to their stats. Overall, on a certain year of FIFA, and this time, it's FIFA 14! 
that's right. It's the, it is a tough game. year, that. It's a tough yeah, year. It's, the, it's, it's the game with the longest name, but basically what it is, uh, I'll explain it to Jamie and any new listeners, what it is, is a game of higher or lower. You know, like that classic card game on the Saturday night, uh, but it's related to overall stats within a certain year of FIFA, and this time it's FIFA 14. So where the lads left it last time, we were on Paul Furwell. Okay, and uh, it's going to be um, higher or lower than Pearl Furwell. We're going to be moving on to Nacho Novo. Now, to decide who gets to go first this week, uh, we're just going to be nice. We're going to let Jamie go first this week because uh, he's the guest. All right. And then I'm going to go in order with the screen in front of me. So it's going to be Jamie, Wills, Max and Liam. You've got eight players left to get through this squad and complete the squad within three episodes. And that's with Jamie's assistance. So when there's one person left, everybody's out. So hopefully everybody, if you get it right twice, you're going to win it in this episode, basically. So uh, Jamie, we're going to go. I could be in trouble here. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to go from Paul Furwell, who was 61 overall rated on FIFA 14. And the next player on the list was former Rangers striker. Yeah, he has to be higher, doesn't he? Novo. Are you going to say I'm thinking back. I'm thinking back nine years ago. He would have been in his probably peak well, he's at Rangers, so I'm, he didn't show it like Carlisle. I mean, that's my strategy always for the players who've been a bigger level. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say he's about 71, 72. Oh, he's going high. He's going high. But, uh, he is right. It is higher. Nacho Novo is he, higher. He won't tell us what his number well. is, though. Uh, no, so you're in the game. No, I don't tell you what the number is from now on <laughs> oh, in, basically. All right. All right. So you don't get the number from now on in. So we're going to move over to Will. Higher yeah. or lower than Nacho Novo, we've got Danny Livesey. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, for similar reasons, I'm going to say lower. Uh, Danny Livesey never played as high as Rangers. And, you know, the FIFA... They, you know, the guys who put that together, you know, they do love a player who's played in Europe, so lower, yeah. That's true, that's true. And uh, <laughs> you'd be right, mate, you'd be right. Danny Livesey is lower than Nacho Novo, so we're going to move on to Max now. And Danny Livesey, was he higher or lower than Mark Gillespie? Um, It's a tough one. Mark was the first choice keeper, wasn't he, I think, back then. Um. But lives the art. I kind of remember him being decently rated, so I'm going to say Mark Gillespie's lower. And you'd be correct, mate. Well done. Well done. And you're on your way through. The lads, you're all doing really well. So the next one on the list is Mike Edwards. That's for Liam. Is it bad that I've never heard of Mike Edwards? I just think is, I think... It... FIFA stats are always from the season prior, aren't they? So, and I think the season before that, Mark Gillespie was like, he wasn't first choice. So, I'm going to say higher. You're going to say higher? And you'd be correct, mate. Well done. You're still in the game. We're doing really well. We're going to throw things going surprisingly well. To so Jamie, far. that's right. You've only got three <laughs> more names left here. Uh, so, Jamie, higher or lower than Mike Edwards? We're talking about Lee Miller. I'll say higher. Gonna say higher, and you'd be correct. Well done, well done, and you've uh, you've survived this game pretty much. Um, we're gonna move over to Will's higher yeah. or lower than Lee Miller, Daniel Redman. Oh, I think definitely lower. He was uh, just a lad we had on loan from Liverpool, I think. Yeah, lower. 
And you'd be correct, mate. Well done. So to get a full house and to end very, no very pressure. strongly. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Meppen Walter. I only oh, played against him last week. Did you? Really? Yeah. There's no way he's still around. Can get Charlie yeah, or somewhere? Yeah. Charlie. No, Guysley. Guysley. Uh... Yeah. I used to, yeah, I thought he was a good player when he was at Carlisle, to be fair. He's got a really good left foot, yeah. Yeah, but but um, on FIFA, I don't think he was very highly rated at all, really. But from what Will said, I'm a bit nervous by, like, I said lower. So, um, I'll say higher. Going to say higher for Courtney Meppen Walter, who currently plays for Garsley. <laughs> You'd be wrong, I'm afraid, oh, mate. Oh. Yeah, you've been wiped oh, out, unfortunately. Oh. You've got to the end I've of it. But you've ended, you know, you know, you <laughs> fell at the last hurdle, but you've managed to stumble over the finishing line, lads. Thanks very much uh, for playing the game with the longest name. That's right, we've just played the Blue Army podcast, Carlisle United, higher or lower game. That also includes one equal now, which is related to their overall stats on a certain year of FIFA and this time it was FIFA 14 we'll have a new one for you next week uh, I feel like Journey got a great assist in there uh, you know two goals uh, and an assist with the Courtney Weapon I'll take that. potentially <laughs> I could have uh, killed them uh, with that one actually <laughs> uh, but uh, lads uh, we're going to move on and we're getting really close to the end of the show uh, and this is normally the time of the show where we would do our predictions and look forward to next week uh, so that's pretty much what we're going to do but luckily enough Mr. Liam has managed to uh, do us a bit of research. So before we make our uneducated opinions public, we're going to let Liam inform us a little bit more about Charlton's form so far this season. Uh, Yep, Charlton, um, famously the uh, most unpredictable team this season, um, which which probably won't serve us well. But um, one thing I thought was that was interesting is they've only won one away game this season. Um, they're 11th in the table at the minute, and the other week they did draw in the FA Cup to uh, Cray Valley Paper Mills 1-1, which you know you'd imagine as you know as as kind of poor as we've been this season, you'd imagine we're probably slightly better than Cray Valley. Um, yeah, they did go on to batter them 6-1 in the return leg, but you know it's that away thing again. They can't that they just this season they can't seem to cope going away from home, and and they showed that even in the FA Cup against Cray Valley. Um, they've got a really poor defence. They're, uh, you know, the 18th in the uh, in the table for sort of uh, goals conceded. They've conceded 23 goals, and you know, you compare that to us, we've only conceded 20. And you'd argue that, you know, us being in the relegation zone, it's not a kind of a defensive record you'd want to try and replicate. And we have actually got a better one than Charlton. Um, they're a seventh in average possession stats. We'd uh, an average possession of 53.5%. And they're a third in the league on shots on target per match with a, an average of 5.2. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, a very unpredictable. And you, you can see that in the last five games when you look at their form. Um, they drew their last game. Before that, they won. Then they lost. Then they lost. Then they won. You know, they're very much an up and down team, Charlton. And much like us this season, they're kind of... um, They're just... They can't keep it consistent. It's one week they're dreadful, the next they're great. And, you know, for an ex-Premier League team, we'd expect kind of better than that. Um, but, you know, we're going to go on to talk about our predictions now. And I think this is probably the worst team to predict with because they are 
basic mid-table. Some weeks great, some weeks awful. They're the most unpredictable team in the league, but um, but poor away from home, and maybe that could serve as well. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, like for me, then I'll dive in. I'll dive in. Uh, with with the with the knowledge now of that poor away form and the fact that we're gonna have a bit of a bumper crowd with a bit more electric and a bit more excitement around because of this historic moment that's supposed to be happening. Uh, I'd like to think that. We're going to win this one quite comfortably in the end. And I'm going to go with a clean sheet and a nice 2-0. Um, Jamie, what do you think, mate? I think gold. The only thing... Garns is going to be a big loss, isn't he? Yeah. We miss mm-hmm. Joey Garner. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to go with the Bolton score. Same as the Bolton. Love big that. crowd yeah. that Carlo brought to Bolton. Sort of give them a massive boost, in and I think it'll be the same this week with with all the excitement, really. And I think I'm going to say three one, Carlo. I like that. I like that, uh, Max. Um, I'm going to go two one win for Carlo. Maybe a lot nice last minute winner. <laughs> it wouldn't be like Carlo to not do it the easy way, like <laughs> <laughs> Liam. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think we'll have to agree 2-1. Don't think we'll make it easy because we never do. Um, but yeah, I think that poor away form. And I think the positivity with like a, a, the takeover you'd hope to be announced, I think that'll give them the lift they, they need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Will? Um, yeah, I'm going to kind of like stick with the positivity and go um, 3-0. Um, like, like Liam says, they're very unpredictable. And that's just the sort of team that you kind of, Hope they don't turn up because I'm sure they can be good on their day, but I touch wood and hopefully it's not their day and it's our day. <laughs> hopefully there's loads of traffic on the M6 and it takes them 12 hours to get up. Yeah, and you know, yeah, the players see it. the takeover and, th- and the players see the takeover and think I better, you know, I better put in a really good performance or you can just lift everybody, can't they? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big crowds uh, as well yeah yeah i mean yeah. i think like this this extra sort of like week of tr- week off like not week off but match off uh, is going to give the sort of team to be able to gel and make an extra strong game plan for this Charlton match and obviously the fact that like mcgeox just came back from injury and uh gibson's on a great run of form i think we're going to see potentially a little bit of a formation change we're going to see the best out of them too definitely because you know we're going to have to play into our strengths while we've got them because of those injuries like you've already mentioned um and i'd like to think that those are our strengths at the moment is definitely Gibson and, and McGeoch coming back as sort of like an unknown entity in the midfield and sort of teams don't know how to deal with him or what kind of football he's gonna he's gonna be producing for us. Um, played Mads... in this league last season, so Yeah, but not for us. <laughs> <laughs> not on the Simo. Simo could do anything with a play. Look what he did to Mellish. Up front, defense, midfield, left wing, left back, right back, you know. Same with Gibson now. Gibson's done right back, left back. He does everywhere, doesn't he? <laughs> gives you the belief you can play anywhere gives you the belief you can play anywhere right lads it's time to wrap things up uh, but before we wrap things up it's time for everybody's favourite game guessing the player guessing the player guessing the player that's right you can't hear the music but I can guessing the player guessing the player guessing the player come on 
Come on, guys. Player. That's right. It's time for <laughs> guessing, the guessing the Player. It's a special guest edition that we're going to be playing this time. Guessing you know, how like MMA, UFC events like to do these big special one-off events. Well, this time we're doing the Blue Army podcast's first ever tag team guessing the player that's right we're gonna have our number one and two seeds be the captain on this episode so liam your number one seed is your top of the guessing the player table max you are number two seed and you'll be able to basically pick liam you're going to be able to pick your team first uh, so who do you want do you want jamie or wills um i think I'll take Wills just for the age advantage. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. That's his problem. He likes some of his scope of knowledge. It's tactical. It's controversial. Yeah. Max, you're with the pro. You're going to be yeah. good, mate. Uh, you know, you've Inside got nothing to really fear here. It is a friendly at the end of the day, but uh, for the newer listeners and obviously for Jamie, I'll explain to you what we're about to do. It's guessing the player. Uh, basically, I've came up with a player and there are three clues leading towards that, basically. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you've got three attempts to guess it. Uh, unfortunately, well, basically, uh, Liam, I thought you were going to pick Jamie first. Uh, so I was going to let you go first. <laughs> one seed. Uh, but it's only polite that the guest gets to go first, which means that Max and Jamie will be going first now this week. And to add a little bit of extra spice to this version of guessing the player, I'm going to allow you to pick... One, two, or three, and I'll give you that clue. And therefore, debunking the fact that the last clue is the easiest clue. Or will it? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, I'll, uh, I'll hand over. <laughs> it's going to be uh, Max and Jamie. It's only an exhibition, lads, you know. Um, but it, it's 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 still top of the table rivalries. Uh, it still means a lot. There's still a lot to play for. So, uh, I don't want yeah. the clues in either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jamie doesn't like losing, and neither do I, so... Yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, that's it. We normally do a bit of a press conference before guessing the player, and I was going to ask you how he's feeling, uh, uh, you know, going into the first ever tag team guessing the player. Uh, Max and Jamie, you know, you've got Jamie making his debut, but he's got the experience of a professional footballer under his belt, so you must be feeling confident. Yeah, extremely so. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm com very confident, yeah. <laughs> no pressure then, yeah. No, <laughs> no, pressure, no pressure. And uh, obviously, Liam, Will, you've got all the experience of guessing the player under your belt. Last well, season, you two second, played, yeah. played a full yeah, yeah. season of guessing the player, so you're used to this game. Uh, what kind of confidence does that give you in this one? Team captain. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're, I think I think we'll, we'll we'll absolutely smash them. To be honest, you know. We <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we've made it nice and juicy now. Jamie's definitely interested in winning this one, <laughs> so we're gonna get on with things and we're gonna play guessing the player. Um, yeah, Jamie and Max, would you like one, two, or three? Go on, Mac. All right, um, two. We're gonna go with number two. Okay, this player. Joined Morecambe after leaving Carlisle United. Who do you think it might be? Um, Can it, is it up to date or is it any any years? Or... I normally try and keep it within like a 10 year radius. Like, do you know what I mean? From now, like backwards 10 years. I try not to go too far back. Unlike some other people. Unlike some. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, had, we had a bit of a debate like, a couple of weeks me. ago when Liam decided to go with Alan Ross, a goalkeeper from the <laughs> 70s. <laughs> um, 
Let me try. I think. Have uh, <laughs> you? What are you thinking, Jeremy? Have you got anyone in your head? Only someone that's left this year, really. Go for it, Joel. Oh, Joel Senior. It's not Joel Senior, I'm afraid. It's a good guess, though. It's a very good guess. <laughs> uh, Liam and Will, you've got the same clue. Uh, who are you going to guess? Uh, well, I think that's who I was going to go with, to be honest. I was going to go with Senior. I mean, um, I was, you know, my mind's gone blank. Obviously, quite a lot of players, quite a lot <laughs> of players do leave us and go. To <laughs> don't guess it. Don't guess it. <laughs> was, did going with another right back? Did Kelvin Miller go to Morecambe? Oh, he did. Um, you haven't got a paper face, you, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go with Kelvin Miller? I think we'll go with Kelvin. Yeah. Miller. You're gonna go with Kelvin Miller. Yeah. You'd be wrong, I'm afraid, lads. Oh, oh, you'd be wrong. So, Jamie and Max, you're back in the game. You get to pick your number clue. Uh, you've got number one or number three. Yeah, you, Go on, Max. you can pick that oh, one. Now. I'll have another one. Number one, then. Number one. Just like Jamie Devitt, this player played for both Barrow and Carlisle. Oh, I think I know who it is. Go on. Um, is it... Patrick Bruff. You're saying Patrick Bruff? That's the one. Is it? Go on. And it is the one. It is. Just the <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> I didn't know what I did. I didn't want to find out what was going to happen if you guys didn't win that game. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse. I rang Jim up this morning, Bruffy, after he left Carlo. That's what. It's annoyed me that I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've got it right. in the end, though, lad. You've I'd have been raging right. if we didn't win that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the borrow thing. That's because yeah. yeah, that's what got it for me. <laughs> well, in I mean, hindsight, thanks... as well, Kelvin Miller came what? from Morecambe. He didn't go to Morecambe, so. Ah. Where did he go afterwards? Was he? Uh, I can't remember. Crew. 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 That was it. Crew. 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 That was it. That was it. He was decent, though. I thought he was a decent player. It's just uh, Calvin was good, honest, honest yeah. player. He's still playing for Aki now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I rated him like I really did. I rated him. Um, and uh, what else I've really rated is your performance in guessing the player, Max and Jamie. Well done. Uh, you've managed to win it. Uh, you know, there's no points to play for, but you've definitely won all the pride. And it's right at the end <laughs> of the episode as well. So we're going to be signing off on a high note uh, for the two of you personally. Now, uh, lads, it has been an absolute pleasure uh, to have you all here. It always is. The Cumbrian Brain Trust, Jamie Devitt, the adopted member of the Cumbrian Brain Trust now, having done four episodes, more than, more than anyone else outside of this circle has done so obviously we have to say thank you to Jamie for giving us his time today thank you very much Jamie no anytime mate anytime honestly it is always always an absolute pleasure thank you very much uh, to the Cumbian Brain Trust Wills, Max and Liam and there isn't really anything else left for us to do apart from saying bye for now cheers boys thank you bye for now
away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.